When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Alex Pulowski here for the FIFA Wrestling Podcast uh, post-Royal Rumble edition. Um, so, yeah, that happened. We were all waiting to see who's going to come in number 30, and then... Okay, so uh, we'll talk to about that later. Um, but uh, first, I want to introduce my uh, trusty cohorts and co-hosts this evening. The guys from Shake Them Ropes... First up, uh, you've seen him a lot here recently. You saw him here last night. Jeff Hawkins. How you doing, Jeff? I never left. Um, <laughs> where, where'd Anna go? I think she was offended by something I might have said. <laughs> she might have. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I hear there's lots of stuff going on. And like dingoes are stashing people's babies over in Australia. It's just a crazy thing. Uh, so along with Jeff, we've got uh, Rob McCarran, who used to do my old gig co-hosting the Monday Night Raw podcast before uh, I got bumped up to the majors. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. I was forced out. I was forced <laughs> out. I haven't given up that grudge yet. I am. Uh, I we gotta. We're gonna have a, uh, a heck of a show to talk about this Royal Rumble pay per view. All six and a half hours of it. Uh, but first, Jeff Hawkins. Why did I ever agree to give up the money? <laughs> why did i agree to give up the money <laughs> we had uh, that's we karma had, that's karma for oh you oh my gosh we had a sure. royal rumble pool going uh for those Two who are unaware of me hi everybody i'm rob mccarran host of shake them ropes this is the shake them ropes slash fightful co-presentation of the royal rumble thank you alex for joining us as well um and hosting this here on the fightful side uh yes we had a royal rumble pool going uh, on shake them ropes I randomly drew number 23, and Randy Orton randomly drew number 23, and the worlds collided, and I was the winner of the Royal Rumble pool and the $100 cash prize that now, because of something I said on the radio, I can't claim as my own, or can I? Because at this point, Jeff, I've already reneged on one bet. Why not just why not just be the most slithering conniving man in showbiz? Oh, hold on, you're you're officially reneging on eating the hat? No, because no, you're no. still holding out hope for that. In my world, I haven't given up that. I haven't ju- I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but it's not that I haven't done it. I just haven't done it yet. That's all. But yeah, uh-huh. we, uh, I I won the Royal Rumble pool and Tracy Allen won the Jeff Hawkins Memorial pool. So congrats, uh, congrats to Tracy. I'm still Um, alive though, but it's the Memorial pool. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Also want to thank the proud sponsor of the Fightful podcast on it. Visit Fightful.com and just search on it and you can find the on it link that I cannot find uh, myself or haven't been looking for. I apologize. Um, Alex, when, when Randy Orton, when Randy Orton came in at number 23, was there anything going in your head that said, oh, Randy might win this thing? Well, only because I had to do the uh, the article earlier in the day about betting odds shift wildly at huge favorites in all the matches. So I kind of knew that he was winning the match ahead of time uh, because there's no way the smart money is that much on one guy if he's not actually winning the match. Uh, I just was wondering how they were going to get to it. Um 
And uh, yeah, I, I, I was interested in seeing what they were going to do for the rest of the match after he came in. Uh, he certainly wouldn't have been my pick if I was booking the thing, but I'm interested in seeing what they do with him now. What's, what's really cool is the fact that, you know, if you were going to have Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble, the best person for him to eliminate was Roman Reigns. And I understand the, the issue with having Roman Reigns enter at 30 and you're expecting this big, huge surprise, which you really shouldn't. I mean, I believe Dolph Ziggler has entered in at 30 before. Rey Mysterio entered in at 30, and he was a big disappointment one year. Um, you know, the big surprises are usually 28, 29, it feels like. I don't have facts to back me up, but when has that ever stopped me? Uh, I, I feel like Roman Reigns being at 30 wasn't that bad of a move. And if you're going to have Ro- Randy Orton win, Roman Reigns is the guy to throw out. I mean, that's going to be the guy that gets you cheered the most. So hooray for Randy Orton. I thought the stuff with Luke Harper in the match was some of the most compelling stuff. Um, I really love Braun Strowman's run in this thing. And there's a reason why they kept him so low because he wasn't going to be in there for the finish. So he dominated half the match. Uh, if Randy Orton was going to win, Roman Reigns is the right guy to do it, Jeff. I guess. I, I There's so much that's confusing me right now about this rumble. Mostly that I'm starting to think that Randy Orton being the quote-unquote main event of WrestleMania will not be the main event of WrestleMania. It's going to be that it's going to be that situation the the Alberto Del Rio win where he comes on first. I I think whoever Randy faces I, I are we getting John Cena Randy Orton again? Are we? I mean because we we said a couple years ago this was a match nobody wanted to see ever again and now all of a sudden we've waited a couple years and now we're back and we want to see it now. Except me. Except, except me. Okay. I mean, well, that's it's time. Fine. I mean, it's been long enough. It's okay. time. Give me Randy Orton, that's John fair. Cena. So, so do you think John Cena retains in the Elimination Chamber, or do you think Bray gets it? Because I, I can't see. I cannot see Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt main eventing WrestleMania. Well, I'm I don't, sorry. I don't see <laughs> Just, it. I don't see it coming in last. Um, you know, main event of WrestleMania is such a loose term because him getting the championship and being one of the main events of WrestleMania, I think, is more likely to happen. Uh, after tonight, I know Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has this Royal Rumble card, and Dave Meltzer was talking about how Randy Orton was a high likelihood of, of winning this match, and it was starting to trickle down early on. I stayed away from all the betting odds today. I stayed away because I wanted to. I didn't want to know any surprises who was showing up to the building. I wanted to go into this match fresh. Um, so I, I'm glad I did. Uh, Randy Orton winning to me was something that I knew the buzz was growing, but it was still kind of a surprise. Uh, when Roman Reigns came in at number 30, I thought Roman Reigns might be taking this home, and that's how he gets his rematch with Kevin Owens. Uh, I, I know the cards floated out there. I know Undertaker and Roman Reigns is kind of floating out there. I know Brock and Goldberg is floating out there. I wouldn't be shocked at all if somehow the Raw title ends up at Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns wins the title in the, uh, in the March pay-per-view. And we get Roman, Brock, Goldberg, and Taker in like some crazy four-way main event of the show. I, I don't think that's likely, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because you have them all intertwined. You have Roman and Undertaker intertwined. You have Goldberg and Brock, but you also have a little bit of Goldberg and Roman Reigns. You have a little bit of the intertwining in, in the, all the other realms, and you have that WWE championship. Um, Alex, if you had to guess right now, it's, it's the night after the Royal Rumble. We have such a long time to go. We still have almost, what, three months to go. If you had to guess what the main event of WrestleMania was going to be, the last match on the show, what would you guess that to be? Goldberg and Lesnar. I don't want it to be that, but that's what I'm guessing. Uh, although after tonight, who knows? Because it's just they're, they're, they're pushing this thing is Goldberg has Brock's number. And that, that philosophy of 
Lesnar can dominate everyone else on the roster, roster, but Goldberg just, you know, the spear is his one weakness and nobody else is going to try it because you're not allowed to use somebody else's move. So it was just, uh, yeah, I, I prefer to see uh, Styles Cena again because yep. Lord knows they could keep doing that forever and yeah. still making it great. It's funny you mentioned about the spear. I mean, I, I just off the top of my head can think of three people who actually do use that move, and it's so weird because you're right. Usually you're not going to have all these people using a finisher move, but Roman Reigns uses that move. Charlotte uses that move. Rhino uses that move, and not always any finishers either. Big Show has been using that move. Um, it, it's, it's so weird. You're right. And, and obviously Goldberg is a, a part-timer. Those guys aren't going to remove the move from their arsenal just because of this one guy coming in for a couple of months. Uh, Goldberg hasn't been able to show that he can go for more than a couple of minutes in actual action. I don't know how you do a Survivor Series type main event at the main event of WrestleMania with Brock and Goldberg. This time, if they do that match, they have to go at least 10. And I don't know if Goldberg would be able to do that. Right. My, my thought is that the, way that the way that they're building this, it has to be that, that you know, Lesnar screws him out of a championship match at Fastlane or something. Because we know, uh, or we think we know, that Goldberg is wrestling some match at Fastlane. That's the scuttlebutt out there. So mm-hmm. if he is, I figure like he's got to be in the main event scene at some point. So he's going to wrestle, let's say he wrestles Owens. And Lesnar, who hates him so much, he comes in, ruins the thing. They go another time. And this time, Brock dodges the spear or something and is able to gain the upper hand and beat on him for five minutes. And then Goldberg gets the spear and wins. I mean, like, it's... They're they're building to something because this this whole thing of Brock just can't survive a spear from Goldberg in two straight major pay per views has to be leading to a logical conclusion somewhere down the line or I don't know what you're doing with the storytelling. Any any chance, Jeff, that the main event of WrestleMania is Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman? <laughs> no, I I'm of the opinion that whoever holds the Raw World Title whatever they're called, the universal title. I think that goes on last. And I think it's probably going to be Roman and, and Undertaker. Yeah, Roman and uh, if, if I'm going by likelihood, yeah, Roman Undertaker. It, it was it was funny because you had all this stuff going on in the Rumble, and some of the matches corresponded to what Dave Meltzer had reported. Some of them didn't. Uh, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, to me, is a pretty intriguing WrestleMania match, and they kind of set the pace for that. Uh, that that would be one of those interpromotional type of dream matches, if you will. I don't know if anyone else aside from me is dreaming about that one. Uh, probably unlikely, uh, but that could be a that could be a surprise one. Um, yeah, there were a lot of intriguing stuff about this Rumble match. So let's start here in full with the Royal Rumble match, and then we'll get to the rest of the card. Um, Alex, your your number one most intriguing point. I mean, we talked about the big guys in there: Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Uh, what did what? When you came away from this match, aside from, I know you tweeted out that you were done with this company, Roman Reigns coming three. I, I know that was most likely a, a satirical and, a, and yes. not, not serious, obviously. It's, it's hyperbole. That's basically my gimmick, but yeah. yeah. But do you feel like the, the disdain with that move is there on a larger scale? Is this something that's going to haunt them for the next couple of weeks with Roman Reigns coming in number 30? Or is it, is it not hurt so much because of the fact that he didn't win? Like Randy Orton won, Roman Reigns didn't. This would have hurt them more if Roman Reigns won, obviously. Yeah. But how long does this stay with WWE, um, the hurt at that Roman Reigns was the big shocker at number 30? The, I think that, I think that honestly, the, 
Randy Orton countering a spear into an RKO and eliminating him saves them a lot. Uh, because the fact that he came in at 30 when we were all thinking, you know, is it going to be Kurt Angle? Like, I know he said he's not going to do it, but 30. I mean, they already did Undertaker at 29. Who's kind of coming at 30? And then Roman, and you could hear the boos. Like, nobody wanted him to show up again. Um, and he came in and he eliminated the Undertaker. And then he stood in the ring, mean mugged the Undertaker and said, it's my yard now. Which yeah. doesn't build you a lot of goodwill with even casual fans. Like, I'm pretty sure if you ask somebody who watches Raw every now and then and maybe a couple of pay-per-views a year, who do you like more, Roman Reigns or Undertaker? They're going to say Undertaker. And if you ask anybody who's like a, a hardcore fan, of course the answer is Undertaker. So that's kind of a weird thing that they seem to be, like, I don't, they're misreading what they're doing with him. Like, we'll talk about this later, but him kicking out of brass nuts and a stone cold stunner and, and, you know, just being Superman and then getting destroyed by Strowman to a huge pop from the audience. They don't know what they're doing with this guy. And it's, it's just painfully obvious. Uh, but honestly, that, that RKO out of the stunner, I'm out of the, out of the spear was the moment of the night for me. I, I, I popped like crazy. Jeff, if Undertaker Roman Reigns happens at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns is going in as the heel. I, it was kind of 50-50 last year with Triple H. Um, it was 50-50 going in with Brock Lesnar. But this is undoubtedly clear. If Undertaker and Roman happens, Roman's going in as the bad guy. No. They're going to yeah. do that Rock Cena build where, where they're hoping to put crowds against each other. They, they really think that Roman Reigns is an over baby face. I'm sorry. There, there's no way they don't, or Vince does. I'm sorry that there's there's no way they're turning Roman Reigns heel. I, I don't see it. I don't know if he's necessarily turned heel. I just think he goes in as the overwhelming unfavorite. That's fine, but that's not their intent. They're not going to push it like that. They're not going to push Roman Reigns as the quote unquote bad guy here. A couple. They're, 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 they're going to do that usual thing. Oh, this crowd—they're opinionated. They're allowed to give their opinion. Yeah, you know, what they do with Cena all the time. A couple of stats uh, for the stat fans out there. The the most eliminations was indeed Braun Strowman. He dominated the first half of this match, and he was a superstar. This was like a 2001 Royal Rumble performance a la Kane, when Kane was that big dog who just dominated everything and then effectively didn't play into the finish. Uh, Braun Strowman didn't play into the finish. We didn't get the big moments where he was facing off with Brock or Goldberg or Roman, so we were, we were kept out of that. I guess we're going to have to live with what happened on Raw the last couple of weeks. Uh, but Braun Strowman dominating uh, a lot of talk about the surprises and how Ty Dillinger, if you will, was the only real surprise on the show, even though we did have an appearance by Mark Henry, which, you know, on Shake Them Ropes the last couple of weeks, Jeff, we joked about it, that he might be the big surprise. And here it was. He was like one of the big surprises. Well, I mean, the, the Ty Dillinger point is a good one as well, uh, because I found this rumble overall to be very pedestrian. I mean, there were no big moments. Usually in the Rumble, they try and build one big star or one new star to go into. That's why that when it was time for 30, I thought for sure Samoa Joe was coming out. I, that was my pick for number 30 when everybody was in there and say, like, okay, great. That's going to be the guy they build because they have all these big names in, in the ring right now. And I think maybe the crowd had possibly expected that too, much like Bailey on that WrestleMania or on that Raw after WrestleMania. They expected her to get brought up. But there were no big moments. There was no big new star built here. 
the most elimination run was the same guy that they did last year because Braun Strowman was that guy last year. Um, it really, I mean, the surprises were the guys that they didn't, they had nine slots to fill eight. and they filled. Okay. Eight. You're right. I know, eight. Yeah, but I was counting them down and I was as of, as of raw, they had nine as of yeah. SmackDown, they had eight. Yeah. And they filled it with guys like Apollo Cruz and Callisto. I mean, you know, that, that's underwhelming in its own right also. That, so, I mean, Ty Dillinger is the one guy that they bring in for a surprise. And you know what? The crowd got to say their little tens, but what do they really do with Ty Dillinger here other than, you know, make him get beat up a little bit and thrown out? That's, uh, that's actually true. Like, the surprises were negative surprises, if you will, like Callisto, Apollo Crews. Um, in a way, it, it I can see how that's a good thing for a lot of people. Like, hey, they didn't fill them with the DDPs or the Hacksaw Duggins of the world. They let the guys who were actually on the main roster who, who work every week get the rumble rub. Uh, so it, it's kind of a good thing for them. But you're right. I mean, it's not what we were used to when we got the the shockers. Uh, there was no JBL, Alex. There was no uh, There was no Booker T like I had thought there might have been here in San Antonio. Um, were there, were there names that you thought Alex, that were going to come in here that you were just stunned by, like not even the Kurt angles. Cause I think Kurt angle was just a pipe dream for a lot of fans. Right. Was there anyone you expected to be in this match that wasn't, uh, Samoa Joe, 1000%. I don't know what they're doing without, um, he's not, he's not active in NXT anymore. Uh, it's a, it's a perfect spot to debut him. Have him come in, clear the ring, eliminate five guys. Have him come in at like 16, 17. Don't have him finish. Don't have him factor in the finish if you don't want to, but. At some point, he has to be in this match. The own the fact that it's the only guy from NXT came up at Ty is, is Ty Dillinger in the spot we all knew he had to come up in if he was coming up at all. That's not even a surprise. Ty Dillinger at ten doesn't even qualify as a surprise because so many people predicted it. Uh, Jack Gallagher to me was the biggest surprise <laughs> because I I thought there was no chance they were going to put. Uh, cruiserweight in the match because they're not allowed to touch bigger dudes on raw so that was a pleasant surprise because i like jack gallagher but i knew he wasn't going to win the match so that's a wasted all of these uh people coming in seem like wasted surprises the callisto and apollo cruz they're not going to do anything uh so really it's not a surprise you should have just had them declare for the rumble early like everybody else um the the two guys if you're gonna have two guys come in from smackdown like callisto and apollo cruz why in the world is it not your SmackDown tag champs? Why in the world is are Jason Jordan and Chad Gable not in this match instead of Apollo Crews and Callisto? I mean, that kind of bothered me actually. Those guys were not being involved in this in the Royal Rumble event at all. Jeff, does it does it hurt Dean Ambrose about how he was eliminated so easily by Brock Lesnar? Does it that was him? that was anticlimactic, wasn't it? He just kind of got dumped. Him that, and Rusev. The Rusev elimination also was just like, eh, okay. Yeah, we, we talk about how the Apollo Cruises get the uh, Callisto get the rub by being in the Rumble match, and, and that's good for the main roster guys. But then you have Goldberg and Brock Lesnar easily eliminating Rusev, easily eliminating Dean Ambrose, who is uh, who is a major player on the SmackDown side. Um, yeah, it, it was. I know we had Randy Orton and Bray there at the end, but it was the part timer Royal Rumble with a bit of Braun Strowman. That's what, that's what this Royal Rumble was, but we all knew that going in. Uh, does that hurt the Dean Ambroses? Like, Dean, Dean can probably recover from this, right? I, Rusev, I don't know. Uh, but these guys are destined not to be in big matches at WrestleMania based on the way they were here handled on Royal Rumble. 
Well, I mean, there, there, it, your question is also twofold because you got to take into consideration. I'm not exactly sure what my question was because I rambled on I, there for I, quite a bit. I know what you're, but but I know what you're saying here. You're you're asking if Dean Ambrose is benched by the fact that he was thrown out this way, and really they've had a hard time giving Dean main event credibility on his own show when they've been doing all the prop comedy and things of that nature. <laughs> How about I don't think how about, I don't, uh, hold on hold on okay, let me finish right. my point here right. because there's a bigger point here that needs to be said when you're watching all this SmackDown looked stupid in this in this Royal Rumble overall other than the Baron Corbin elimination of Braun Strowman SmackDown looked like a bunch of geeks in the ring there with actual superstars I uh, this is my favorite I'm going to record this and make this an open of Shake Them Ropes Jeff I'm going to have it mm-hmm. you know your host Rob McCarron. Jeff Hawkins saying, this is a point that desperately needs to be said. Jeff Hawkins, SmackDown looks stupid. <laughs> that's the new open of Shake Them Ropes. That's Goodness. what just happened. That's better, right than, that's better than the Dana Brooke open now, which I've been getting heat over still. So let's. <laughs> hey, what about, uh, what about Jerry Lawler and commentary? I thought commentary was super fun for this match. Alex? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed having the King back in small doses. Uh, they wouldn't want him on Raw every week yelling about puppies or whatever. But um, I'm yeah, I, I thought the commentary was great. Corey Graves has always uh, shined. Um, yeah, I agree with you, uh, Jeff, about SmackDown looking stupid. Uh, the one of the biggest one of the biggest surprises of the whole match to me was the Corbin elimination of Strowman and wondering if they build that. But something I had just thought of was uh, that. The final guys of uh, the Royal Rumble were the same three who were the final guys of that Survivor Series match. So Hey-o. basically they're saying that, that Roman's kryptonite is the combination of Bray and, and Randy Orton, which is kind of interesting, and I'm wondering if that continues towards SummerSlam. Like, are they going to basically have these guys come together and, and, and do something oh. at all these interpromotional, you know, events. I'm, I'm getting yelled at because Randy Orton won the rumble. So ergo SmackDown didn't look stupid in it. I yeah, don't really. know about that. I mean, the winner was <laughs> SmackDown and you know, yeah, SmackDown didn't have any announcers on the commentary team. They were just kind of an afterthought, but Hey, Randy Orton wins and under undertaker, clearly not caring about going back to SmackDown. I mean, undertaker right. for as raw, raw as he was at the survivor series team seemingly is done with SmackDown. So I, I, I understand what you mean. Uh, there is a lot of red, though, on the Royal Rumble entrant list. I mean, it was dominated by Raw guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the, the, the guys, like, I, I don't remember anything that Ziggler did in the match. I don't remember anything that Miz did in the match. You know, these are guys who are major players on SmackDown, and I don't remember him having, you know, Royal Rumble moments or whatever. Of- of the first nine guys in the Rumble match, two were from SmackDown, seven were from Raw. Uh, they had multiple streaks of having five or more enter in in a row in this match. Uh, so Raw was clearly the dominant. Uh, but we have our winner of the Royal Rumble. It is Randy Orton. He is going on to main event WrestleMania by being in one of the main matches so I, I, we've talked about who it's going to go up against, whether it be Bray, whether it be John Cena. You have to guess right now on January 29th, who is Randy Orton wrestling at WrestleMania? Is it Bray? Is it Cena? Is it AJ Styles? Is it someone else? Is it other? Uh, Alex, your pick. Randy Orton versus who? I'm going to say Cena. I wouldn't have said that if they had brought up Samoa Joe because I think that they could have done that. Um 
but I just can't see them giving Cena uh, uh, title reign number 16 and having him lose it two weeks later at the Elimination Chamber. It just That just doesn't make much sense to me. So I think they're going to keep it on him and let him you know, go through until uh, Mania where he faces uh, Randy Orton. And uh, we'll, we'll see if Orton takes away that 16th reign. Jeff, Randy Orton versus who? John Cena. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the John Cena, too. I think John Cena wins the Elimination Chamber. I think at Elimination Chamber, I don't know if we'll get even Bray or, or uh, Luke Harper in the match. We might. What if we get a little Randy Orton versus Bray versus Luke, and the winner goes on to the WrestleMania? Put the Royal Rumble shot on the line. I don't know. Maybe we get that match at WrestleMania. Maybe it's a Wyatt family explodes. As your main event? As one of the main events. Randy Orton ain't going on last at the Royal Rumble. It just isn't right. happening. It's not right. happening. So I, I think it's one. This is a WrestleMania is going to have seven main events, Jeff. You know what? I could see, I could see Cena dropping it at the Elimination Chamber and winning it on a SmackDown. I really could, or or maybe even Orton winning it on a SmackDown to go into WrestleMania. I could see them making that switch. I think you have like seven SmackDowns before uh, yeah. between Elimination Chamber and the WrestleMania show. You have like seven or eight SmackDowns. So there's plenty of time. You can have like a a big special at the early end of March on uh, on a SmackDown show where you have all these big matches. Uh, you certainly could do that. But we spent quite a bit of time on the Royal Rumble. I want to get back to the rest of the show. Uh, we had several pre-show matches. Um, one of the interesting things about this uh, pre-show and bleeding into the main card, Alex, did you take anything from the fact that three of the first four matches on the show were women's matches and that they got Charlotte and Bailey out as the first match on the main show? Any, anything to that? Oh, no, I think that, that, you know, the first, the first thing that happened on the main show was the Bailey pop, which was very big. People, people in San Antonio really loved her, and that was that was how you started everything off. And I think the match, the match was fine. I really enjoyed the match. Uh, I think it was odd that the that two out of the three on the pre-show were women's matches, um, but the, there were only there's only really one spot you could put them here, or you could put them where the cruiserweights went on. Uh, so I feel like starting off the show hot you know, and doing, giving them a really good spot there is better than kind of like between the two really big matches, which is what they did with the Cruiserweights. Jeff, any, anything to the fact that Bailey and Charlotte opened as a negative? Because your second match of the show was Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns for the big gold belt on Raw. I mean, these were the first two matches on the show on a stacked show. Uh, anything to the women's match opening Royal Rumble proper and three of the first four being women's matches? As for the opener, I think the only negative to it would be maybe expecting them to start on a high note by giving a babyface win to Bailey. But I mean, but that's in your hands as an audience. The match itself, I think it's a great responsibility to be that first match these days on yeah. major cards such as yeah. Royal Rumble, and I think they lived up to it. I, I don't know if it was as good, say, as the Charlotte Sasha Banks matches from say Raw. And, and you know, those big title matches where they were switching titles back and forth. But this was an absolutely solid match. The crowd was into it for the most part. They weren't chanting anybody else's name who wasn't in the building. I think this was a win-win for the women's division, to be honest with you. I, I don't know about the two pre-show matches. I thought both of those were rather pedestrian, but I thought this one was rather good. 
Yeah, I, I didn't see too much. I, I saw a little negativity on Twitter on the timeline, so that's why I wanted to reach out. It, it's, it's just interesting because the last several months they've done a uh, – I wouldn't necessarily call it a good job, but they've done a job trying to let the audience know that being the first match isn't necessarily a bad thing. We had the WWE SmackDown Championship defended in the opening match of a pay-per-view once with Dean Ambrose, AJ and John. Mm -hmm. So I, they have done work trying to condition people that you don't have to wait to the end of the show. The first match is sometimes very, very important. And that's what they did here. Um, I I can see why people might've been negative on it, but I didn't necessarily see anything bad. Were were they negative? Hold on. Were they negative on the match or were they negative on the outcome? Neither, neither. Just the fact that it was on first. The placement on the card. You can't. You can't be negative about that, okay? Because this is the number two pay-per-view in the WWE canon. And this is a division that is still, I mean, look, it's been around a while, but it's still trying to get its its feet in terms of getting respect from these audiences. Because some of the booking decisions they've made from Raw to Raw or SmackDown to SmackDown have been gobsmacked stupid. So to put the women out there first and saying, you're opening this huge show in front of 40,000 people, which they announced as 52,000, I guess. Um, it might, it might be, it, it might be, is it legit? Is it legit 52, 20? That's my question. But, but nevertheless, that is a great responsibility for this division. And I, I don't see any negatives in it because what else are you going to put out there? Everything else is a title match or the rumble. They put the tag team title match on the pre-show. They put the six woman match on the pre-show. They put the Nia Jack Sasha Banks match on the pre-show. There's no filler in the rest of this Rumble card, so th- there's nothing wrong with that. And I think they held their own. And I think you should be proud of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, and again, I want to, uh, if you're late to join or just catching up on the show, I want to congratulate Tracy Allen on winning the Jeff Hawkins Memorial Pool, the Royal Rumble Pool. We will have all the details about all the side prizes on Shake Them Ropes coming up. In the midweek, uh, the midweek, and I'd like, and I'd like to Jeff congratulate. Hawkins. Hold on, I'd like to congratulate. I'd like to congratulate Rob McCarron for winning the Rob McCarron pool. Yes, I, I won my name, <laughs> the, Tino, the Tino Sabatelli celebration pool uh, on Shake Down. Oh, that's Ropes. right. I did. I was the victory. Uh, I number twenty three. I, I tweeted out that I just, I only did this Royal Rumble pool to subtly prove that I am the ultimate insider. If WWE information, <laughs> this is my way of showing you that I know all. I know what's happening. Uh, that is not the case. That is a joke. Uh, but we'll have more details on all the side prizes, and we'll get all the winner information on Shake Them Ropes proper coming up midweek, which you can catch on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, all over the place. Just shake uh, shake Them Ropes. Search it in your search bar. Um, let's, let's get into the Royal Rumble show. We've bloviated uh, to an enormous degree about so much right now. Uh, the show opened with... The six-woman tag team match, Mickey James, her proper return to WWE, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, Natalia losing to Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi. Naomi is back. They got about 10 minutes. Uh, the opening match on the Royal Rumble card in full. Uh, any any big hot topic thoughts on this one, Alex? Nope. Jeff? I mean, I, 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 I don't know if it's a hot topic. I don't remember Mickey James being in the match. I mean, I really wasn't paying that much attention to it, but I don't remember her being in the match. Uh, I also I also love that they're... This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming... 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Continuing the trend of keeping their current SmackDown Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, looking super strong by taking the pinfall here when there were literally five other women who might have taken a pinfall. Um, I, I do like Naomi is that she's using the split-legged moonsault to win matches instead of the put-my-butt-in-your-face move, uh, also called the rear view. Uh, but really, I guess uh, I'm hoping we're building toward a women's elimination chamber match in, in uh, two weeks. So let's hope that happens. You could. You could be seeing that. Um, Jeff, yeah, Alexa Bliss, uh, she keeps eating pinfalls, but you know what? She's a killer. Uh, Mickey James has kind of been on the uh, side. I mean, she is the sidekick to Alexa Bliss at this point. She's she's hanging in the background, which is interesting for someone who just re-debuted. She's been on television exactly one week. Let, let's hold our horses here just a little bit. Um, I thought Naomi looked pretty good in this match, to be honest with you. Um, I misread the tea leaves. I thought they were going to, because Mickey James has only been on TV for one week, uh, Give two, her the pin. Two weeks. Okay, fine. If, two. if we're, Yes, fine. Thank two. you. Well, she was La Luchadora for most of that first week, but nevertheless. Yes, but she was the side. I mean, all it's right, a all right. It's okay. A Once you got it twice, it's a pattern. Can I finish my point, please? No, um, Alex, <laughs> Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. No, 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 stop this. Let me go get ahead, my point out here. Go right ahead. I misread the tea leaves on this because I thought they're going to give the the pinfall to Mickey James, make her look strong because she just came back. What they did made sense. Alexa Bliss should be eating the pin here to Naomi because they're trying to establish Naomi as a legit number one contender for the women's title. She can get the pin. Everybody else is involved in their own feuds. Let them go their separate ways and not screw with that any. But look, this is what you do with champions. They lose in the multi-person tags and then they get the wins in the singles matches. I was fine with this. Um, Alex, we have new tag team champions. And my question to you is simply this. Are Luke Gowles and Carl Anderson the greatest tag team of all time? <laughs> no. No, they're really, they're really good in Japan. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know about, I don't know about this. The whole thing with the two refs to me was just like leaves you wide open for something like this. Uh, I did think it was interesting that the same ref who caught a, a, a right from Sheamus in that match two weeks ago and then disqualified them after Gallows Anderson won, he's the same guy who caught the bro kick tonight. So maybe it's like we're, we're building this like ref thing who thinks that Sheamus has it out for him. And so now he's going to be like anti-Sheamus in other matches, possibly, because otherwise I'm not really sure what the, what the two refs thing did for you. Uh, because then you just had Anderson cheat to win this thing. I don't know if this gets overturned tomorrow or what, but I think it's really great that you have the uh, the guys who who ended the New Day's uh, run of you know, 480 something days lose in about a month. Uh, so, but I mean, better late than never with with Gallows and Anderson. I guess we all was wanting them to be tag champs months ago, and now they are. Jeff, chances that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are the Raw Tag Team Champions heading into WrestleMania? 100%. Really? You don't think they lose them right back to someone on the show beforehand? No, unless I think they're going to lose them to the New, new Day at WrestleMania. That's who okay. I think they're going to lose in a multi-tag in, match. In I a think pre-show what's going, match. Yeah, in a, in a pre-show, pre-show match, match yes. more than likely. 
I thought this match did nothing for them. And even worse, the the rumble spot where now we're going to get Cesaro and Sheamus bickering again. Oh boy, because that storyline was compelling for the two months they did it before they made up and then bickered and then made up again. I, I just, oh God, I hated that. And I don't want to see it anymore, but we're getting it. Nia Jax in the final pre-show match defeated Sasha Banks. Uh, very short, very quick. We all saw how uh, this was going to go. Uh, Nia Jax uh, getting wins. Nia Jax, is she shaping up to be in the Raw title picture? Who are you asking, me or him? Both of you at the same time. Answer <laughs> in tandem. Answer uh, in tandem immediately. Yeah, well, yeah, this uh, is, this yeah. is, It's going to be a, uh, a fatal four-way. At, at Mania between these two and Bailey and Charlotte. And I think someone else other than Charlotte takes the pin uh, and uh, Charlotte loses the title without losing her pay-per-view streak. That's what I'm uh, pre- predicting for, uh, for Mania. I was amazed at how strong they let her look on this. I, I really was. I thought they'd give Sasha a lot more offense. And don't get me wrong, as soon as Sasha walks out again, She's given up the, the finish for this match. I mean, she, she cannot hide her disdain for having to lose in a, in a non-competitive match, or at least when she doesn't want to, um, which is a shame because I, I, I still like Sasha a lot. I understand what you need to do with Nia, but this was a borderline squash match, and that's what's shocked me, especially against a former women's champion who's been holding her own with the quote-unquote dominant champion on pay-per-view. That just blew my mind. They've they've been very good about teasing that even Charlotte is afraid of Nia Jax. Yeah. They've never met in the ring, so they're 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 using that as a um as a kind of a story that's, that's behind everything so that that Nia hasn't sniffed the title scene mainly because you have uh you know a dominant heel champion already. Uh I would I would look for for Nia to keep uh, beating on Sasha until Sasha sneaks a win in. Because if you look at the two of them together in the ring, Sasha's outweighed by, she's half the size, literally mm. maybe a third of the size. And they're playing with that story with the giant yeah. versus the, you know, the little one. So that's, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they go from here. I don't think, I think this is obviously the first chapter in a longer feud that I think winds up culminating at mania. Well, my critical, cynical theory is that Nia Jax will win the title at WrestleMania and break the streak, and The Rock will come out and, and crown her because they're related. <laughs> that's that's my that's my cynical Vince McMahon thinking going on right now, is that, oh, well, this will make her a big star. We'll just bring out The Rock afterwards and have her raise her hand. I, I, I don't know that that's a fact, but that's the theory I'm working with right now. Have any of you guys ever spent like five minutes in a mirror just trying to do the people's eyebrow? Uh, or, or is that just me? No, I haven't done that. Mm, okay, maybe, maybe just sometimes me. I can. Sometimes I can do it. I can't do it on command, but I can do I, it occasionally. Yeah, I, sometimes I do it, and I look like I'm having a I don't know some type of attack of some sort. Uh, but anyway, Rob's having a stroke. Everybody, he's got, he's got a touch of the Bell's palsy. Oh, oh, I may have to edit that oh, out. Alex, I Alex, you made it weird. I made it weird. Sorry, sorry. I have to edit that one out. That's what I. That's what I. It looks like I have something like a twitch in my eye whenever I try and raise an eyebrow. It does not look good to me. Where's Anna? 
Before we get into the Royal Rumble proper, just a reminder, you can follow Jeff on Twitter at CrapGame13. You can follow myself on Twitter at ShakeThemRopes. And Alex, what is your Twitter handle? Because I was trying to find it and I can't uh, I yeah. can't quite get it at the tip of my iPhone. At Palowski the Fourth. I'll spell it for you later, kids. Palowski the Fourth on the Twitter machine. Go follow him immediately. Uh, Charlotte Flair is 16 and 0 uh, to start her WWE pay-per-view career. She beat Bailey. Is this an over issue? Alex, I mean, you kind of hinted at it. You think the single issue uh, between the two might be over heading into WrestleMania and we get some type of four-way. Um, do we rematch Charlotte and, and uh, Bailey on the Fastlane pay-per-view, or is Bailey just done for? No, I, th- I think she gets another rematch on uh, at, um, at Fastlane. Uh, and I think Charlotte uh, doesn't win so easily there, uh, maybe even has to cheat to win. Uh, which you know allows the, the the thing to progress. I I enjoyed the match for what it was. I I liked it a lot. I I think these two have potential to put on great matches together. Uh, I even liked the finish with the natural selection on the apron. But I do think the whole the apron if that's the hardest part of the ring is on, in danger of jumping the shark because they're, they're doing that a lot now. There are a lot more apron moves than than I remember seeing before. Uh, and eventually they're just going to start doing. You know, simple things like, you know, where they have uh, submission maneuvers being done on a table that have nothing having to do with the table at all. It's more, it feels it's more like dangerous that. on a table. Yeah, it's more dangerous on a table. More da- oh, they, can't, they can't clutch any ropes <laughs> they're on the table. They can't escape. Yeah. Jeff Rant. <laughs> I No, I liked the match. I liked, uh, I liked Bailey pulling out the Macho Man elbow. Uh, I thought that was a little cool thing, even though she had to set it up again because I think Charlotte was out of position. I thought Charlotte was pretty good in this match as well. I thought both both of them worked together. I I, I think Fastlane's going to be to set up that third person in the match. I think it's going to be a Nia Jax-Charlotte Flair match where Charlotte probably wins by countout or something to that effect and just says, look, I've conquered the entire division. Okay, we're putting you in a match with the entire division. Here you go. Random and not any way relating to the Charlotte Bailey match, but I, I I had this in my notes and I completely skipped it. But Jeff, we had talked about on our Royal Rumble pre show uh, preview show that Seth Rollins was uh, was a one of the possible victors of the Royal Rumble match because we did yes. not in any way think he was actually going to be kept out of this match. Is that one of those one you know negative surprises where something didn't happen that we expected? Seth Rollins being in the Royal Rumble match, I thought was going to end up happening. It didn't. I thought either he was going to end up in the match or Triple H would end up in the match and Seth would screw him. I, I didn't think that they were going to take that he's banned from the arena seriously because they've never been able to successfully ban anybody from an arena. And your only appearance of Seth Rollins all weekend was on NXT. That that seems seems like a bit of a waste. Yeah, Alex, why is WWE uh, security so bad at keeping people out of the building? <laughs> uh, well, because they're not really real security. They're uh, they're independent wrestlers from the area that they what? Uh, they yeah they give a black polo to and say, hey, stand wait, here. Wait, wait, what? No, no, <laughs> those are WWE hired security people. You no How, trained trained professionals. How dare you question the validity of WWE security? How dare you, Alex? How, how dare you? Santa Claus is real, Alex. Okay. Poor form. Poor form. I got to say, Jeez. poor form. Yeah, poor form. Uh, anyway, back to the problem? show. Back to the show. The World Championship of Raw 
and the universe took place. Kevin Owens defeating Roman Reigns. Chris Jericho ended up not coming into play on this one, but Braun Strowman did. This is where you see some Braun Strowman interplay in the Roman Reigns picture, which after the Royal Rumble seemed to make no sense. Like I'm thinking, you know, Braun's going into this one. Is he a hired gun from Kevin Owens? Because that doesn't really seem to fit into Kevin Owens' uh, play. Is it just as Michael Cole said during the match that Braun was upset with Roman for previous attacks and that's it. Like you couldn't attack him at any other time. You had to wait until he was in the ring in the WWE title match. Cause this seems like it's going nowhere other than to uh, just make a way for Kevin Owens to win. Alex. Yeah. I, you know, Oh, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I will. I also agree with you. I thought this was setting up a major thing that we're going to go. Oh my God. We're going to get Roman versus Braun at mania. Or anything, anything, or any, anything. But I thought it was going to set up. I thought it was something up major, but it's setting up nothing apparently. Uh, but yeah, I, I will disagree with you when you said Jericho didn't fit a factor in the match at all. Well, I mean, he did sneak in a pair of brass knucks in his skinny jeans and and uh, drop them down into the uh, into the ring uh, so that Kevin could pick them up hit Roman and Roman could kick out of a brass knuckle punch. Um, yeah, I guess I, he played in a little bit. I guess uh, what I meant to say was more towards the finish because yeah, you, true. you would think that he would go into the finish and it was Braun Strowman. Uh, maybe if they do a match at Fastlane, if they want to do wrong, you know, because Undertaker's probably not wrestling at Fastlane. So you do Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Roman gets a win. But then what does that make Braun Strowman look like? I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but it just seemed like you're going to have Braun and Roman at some point. And then after the Rumble, it didn't look as likely, Jeff. I, and this is a match that was seemingly set up at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view just to not happen. I think they may use Braun to build Roman and Undertaker. I think yeah. that might be your, your, your build there. You do Roman and, and Braun at fast lane, and then maybe Undertaker comes in to screw. That way you don't pin Braun. So yes. I mean that that would that would be my that would be my prevailing theory. Is there anybody better at making Roman Reigns look good than Kevin Owens? I, I don't think so. I think Kevin Owens made him look like a million bucks in this match, and especially having the no DQ and just having plunder all around to go back to his you know, I mean he 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 his plunder matches, uh, the past two years on the main roster have been the best. Um, individual matches in terms of those types of stipulations from any talent on the roster, in my opinion, because the one with Dean Ambrose was fantastic. That started this whole thing. That was fantastic. I, I just, I could watch these types of matches all day out of Kevin Owens. He, he's so clever in setting up his spots. And yes, you do get, you know, Chekhov's pyramid of chairs that later comes into play, but that's all part of the storytelling here. I, I thought I really liked this match. I thought Roman was pretty good in it as well. Um, not not to dissuade from him in any way, uh, but Kevin Owens just crashed like a champ for him. Yeah, uh, Owens is willing to uh, bruise all of his insides uh, to make somebody else look good. Uh, he always has been. Uh, he'll take anything to like the thing. I think he had it at Rumble last year was he got shoved off of the top turnbuckle mm-hmm. onto a whole bunch of chairs or through a bunch of tables or something. He he just he'll he'll do that. He absolutely. If I'm gonna lose, I want someone to have to kill me, so before I lose, and and he does. And it's, I mean, that spot was great. Uh, my my question was. Uh, was there going to be like a convention later in the Alamo Dome that they needed all those chairs for? I was wondering when there's like, if they pull out one, I totally get it. But there were literally dozens of chairs under the ring tonight, which just seemed kind of odd. 
What I'm what I'm thinking happens is you know how the first couple of rows at WWE events get those commemorative chairs that they get to take home with them. Yeah. What what I think they're worried about is that everyone leaves early and all the chairs are gone, so they just need replacements. <laughs> like in case I I don't know I don't know maybe maybe you want to set the commemorative chair aside, uh, so you don't kind of you know I don't know butt sweat like ruin the chair I don't know. <laughs> You should have thought about that, didn't you? I've been thinking about the logistics. Um, I'm all about the logistics <laughs> of the front few rows in WWE. Um, yeah, we had uh, we had a Funaki reference during the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns as they went through International Row. We got to see all the international broadcasters. Uh, we got to see quite a few of them tonight. Poor poor SmackDown announced or the Raw announced table getting decimated early on in the show. Uh, never to be seen again, and and SmackDown. You look at Mauro Ranallo there, like like he's the king of the castle because he's still got his table. Uh, very interesting on the commentary side. I don't know what I'm talking about. Speaking of, I don't know what I'm talking about. Neville is the king of the cruiserweights. Neville victorious against Rich Swan. Uh, what do you think of this match, Jeffrey? And what do you think about Neville finally reigning the cruiserweight division? I really liked this match. I thought this was possibly the best cruiserweight title match we've had since the division has been brought in. Um, I'm not sure of the future of it. I, I, I just there there are things that aren't connecting that connected with that network slash full sale crowd that aren't connecting with a, for lack of a better term, a more generic WWE crowd. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably the complaint that the little guys do the same moves as the big guys. Or even worse, they're doing grappling amongst each other at 205 while the big guys are doing pescados and whatnot. I, I don't know what's missing here, but this match I thought was pretty darn fantastic. And I thought Neville, you know, Neville makes a great champ here. And I thought Rich Swan did well for himself too in his first quote unquote major pay per view. Yeah, I I my, my problem with them with the cruiserweights on on the main roster and with this match in particular is I don't want to see these guys doing rest holds, stop chin locking each other and jump over stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I loved about the cruiserweight classic is because these guys tried, you know, did amazing things for 10 minutes trying to win matches. And it felt like they were stalling for time by having Neville of all people just put rich Swan of all people in a chin lock in the middle of the ring, which I get it. That's what you do. To build the heel, like you, you hate the guy, and then you cheer for the other guy to get up, and it's the way we do things. But it doesn't have to be. You could do something different with these guys. Um, but all the stuff around that particular section uh, was was amazing and great. Um, I my one fear is that they do they're going to do with Neville what they do with all heel champions, and he's going to become a coward. Uh, I want this guy to be the monster of the cruiserweight division. I don't want him to to even come close to losing to anybody for a while until he loses the title in a multi-man ladder match at Mania. I want him to to, to Brock Lesnar his way through the cruiserweight division. For a couple See, that's of inter- that's interesting because Rob knows my fear. My fear is that they give him a coronation with a crown and a scepter. Well, that would be worse than my fear. So <laughs> you, you've replaced my fear with your fear. And if they he do that, if they don't do it for Neville, they still have Tyler Bate to work on that with they have other options for the crown and the scepter um yeah neville is the uh, king of the cruiserweight division i think there's only upward momentum from here honestly now that you have a clear direction seemingly with neville you cement him in there 
Uh, I think this is better than what Kendrick was, honestly, as the heel champion. Um, I don't think Rich Swan is the guy to continuously go up against him. And I do agree that WrestleMania, you're going to have a multi-man ladder match. So we may not actually see the uh, the growth of that momentum until after WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, Neville winning here is the right call. Uh, Neville winning here was the only call to me. I, I do want to say that I absolutely love Neville's new finisher, the heel finisher of this of this submission move. Oh, yeah. Getting rid of the red arrow and having him do this, this butterfly crossface which I have decided to call the Butterface, is, uh, is an incredible uh, submission maneuver that I think he should win all of his matches with. <laughs> Let's get to the big one here. John Cena finally defeated AJ Styles. There was no interference from the club. They were too busy celebrating their tag team title victory, and I wonder if that'll come into play in any way, like uh, with AJ Styles, uh, if they want to continue any type of club interference references. Uh, but AJ Styles loses a hard-fought match. We got to the final like five or six minutes where it was just the changing of finishers, uh, which was really cool stuff. Uh, you know, some complaints I saw on Twitter, and I want to get your thoughts on: uh, Was this too similar to the SummerSlam match? Was there not enough difference in here? Uh, you saw this complaint a lot with the Kevin Owens John Cena trilogy in some ways. Uh, any anything to the fact that it wasn't different enough? And and if it wasn't, is that even a bad thing, Alex? I, I guess I, I'd have to go back and rewatch SummerSlam. Uh, I've seen so much wrestling since August. I'm trying to remember uh, if this was – because I didn't think that watching it. Never, never once crossed my mind that I think, well, this is the same thing I watched, you know, six months ago or whatever. Uh, I, I, I really loved this match. I, mean, I lo- loved this match. Uh, I, I couldn't believe there were some things in there. There was there was elements of of a John Cena like doing st- running vicious lariats. Like that's not yeah. a thing that I see from from, from Cena. The These are really cool stuff. Easily the best code red John Cena has ever executed. There you go. That's what I was gonna focus on. But this continue. this was the best pro wrestling match in January of 2017. Jeff, tell me where I'm wrong. Oh, you liked this better than Omega and Okada. Who are they? Oh, jeez, really? Okay. Um, I I will say this. This is the this is the John Cena main event style, where each guy gets to do their finisher kick out. Each guy gets to do a super version of their finisher and kick out. John Cena still gets to do his power moves. Um, it's a very good style. It's fun to watch. Um, old school me tends to kind of go okay you're going to just start kicking out finishers over and over here. But I liked the ending to this where he just keeps hitting his finisher over and over in order to pin AJ styles. Um, I, you know, it's weird because for me, the first third of this match, I thought John Cena was going in slow motion. I thought he might've gassed himself running down to the ring possibly because there was something sluggish about him in that first third of the match that I just couldn't get over. I don't know if you guys picked up on that at all but um big lunch a big lunch yeah i mean it's the royal rumble extra catering i am concerned i don't know where aj styles fits into the mania card and i hope it's not a multi-man match and quite frankly i hope it's not a shane mcmahon match i really go there you go that's what they're gonna do i don't want it but i feel like that's what they're gonna do um, they still have time to bring up Joe in the Elimination Chamber and put those two together. I'll listen, take that. I would – their thing would please me more than to see AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe at WrestleMania 
in Orlando where they taped all those TNA matches. With Dixie but, in the front row. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that ain't happening in a Vince McMahon produced show. No, I, I would know. love probably it, not. but it ain't happening. Probably, uh, uh, probably not. Um, but uh, when you were saying that he was sluggish, it looked to me like it was AJ and, um, and Cena both trying to do Omega Okada. Like feeling each other out for the first third, taking some time. Real, I, I thought it was going to go forty-five minutes, and because it was, it's happened so early in the night, um, and I thought they were trying to like save energy and figure out how what's the best way to get to this guy, uh, uh, Cena. Basically, all the things I tried before didn't work. Let me see if I can do something else. And Styles going, I know that he's going to try something else. What's it going to be? That's what it felt like to me. Uh, but but when business picked up and it showed did. Uh, it was awesome. Loved it. Um, and it's not, wasn't better technically than Omega Okada, but I will say I enjoyed it more because okay. I have the context of watching these guys do all their stuff for the past several months where with, uh, unfortunately for me, I, I don't keep up with New Japan all that much. So I just watched a great match having no idea of the history between Omega and Okada. And that's a whole, that was a sweet, you know, Code red it too. I, I just want to. I just want to go back and say that thing was. I mean, that thing popped me out of my couch. It was a sweet code red. Uh, what do you think about this six? We're we're only a couple of weeks away. This may as well serve as an elimination chamber preview show. Really, at this point, um, elimination chamber match. The main event of the SmackDown pay per view coming up. AJ, John Cena, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin. You got anyone else displacing one of these guys as the six? Uh, could Samoa Joe take the spot of maybe a Luke Harper? What about Dolph Ziggler? What about The Miz? Uh, who do you see as your six guys going into the, the uh, chamber? I, I hope The Miz is in it. He deserves it. He deserves to be in, in a title match. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, it was before this happened, before uh, John Cena took the title off of Styles, I actually thought The Miz should win at Elimination Chamber. Not pinning Styles, not pinning Cena, pinning somebody else, like Harper off of a move that somebody else did to Harper, being a snake and getting a win that way. Because The Miz, after his last calendar year, deserves a run with the WWE Championship. But it's not happening now, not that Cena's got it. Bray, Corbin, Cena, Ambrose, Ziggler, Miz. All right, that's seven, and you... Have no it, AJ in there. No, I don't. Maybe he gets kept out. I don't know. You think maybe they just I, have a seventh guy on the top of the cage? He can't come in until he's called? Sure. I don't know. I, 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 you're asking me to, to do this last second. Maybe Bray doesn't even get involved at all because Randy's his family member. Well, Jeff, as so, you know, I, I all, everything I ever ask you is last second because I don't. we don't prep. <laughs> let, I, me, I, let me – Bring something else up because this is another point Quickly. that we, we kind of glossed over for all, all of this. No Finn Balor to be seen in the Rumble. Is he cleared in time for WrestleMania, and is that the possible AJ Styles match? Uh, yes, and my God, I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be a cool match on the, uh, on the SmackDown side. It would be tough to justify, uh, but I mean, in this age of Undertaker going wherever he wants, uh, if you have an interpromotional match like Braun and Baron, maybe you could do something with Finn Balor. It's an ex- uh, it could be an exhibition match. The top guy on SmackDown versus this guy on Raw. Like it's yeah. the club. The I club. Would, uh, you get the club involved on it. And then I would say fine. it's more likely that he's one of those post-WrestleMania Raw surprises than actually okay. showing up at WrestleMania because you, you have to know that he's going to be healthy for that show. 
and you have to know that about a month and a half beforehand when you really start building what your card is going to be. So it's not just that, is he going to be ready for mania? Is he going to be ready in the middle of February is what you really have to be asking with Finn Balor. Uh, Quickly uh, rapid fire here, Alex, your best match on this Royal Rumble 2007 pay-per-view. Cena versus Styles, 1,000%. Cena Styles. Yeah, I agree. The Cena Styles was a pretty amazing uh, match there. And your overall grade for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Jeff, what would you grade this show from a top-to-bottom scale, A through F? B. Alex? Uh, B plus? A minus B plus? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a big solid B, and that B is for Baron and Braun. Baron and Braun, your superstars heading in to 2007 and beyond. Um, that is the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Is there anything else we missed, Alex? And go ahead and close us out. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything else that we missed. And we went through all this stuff. Um, the big thing coming out of this that I've seen on my uh, timeline in, on Twitter is people seem to think that, that Roman eliminating Taker was a full-on heel turn. And I would love that, but I don't think that's what they're doing. Uh, guys, do you think that's what they're doing with this? Because no, that was not a, it's not a full on heel turn to eliminate guys from the Royal Rumble match. Guys eliminate their friends all the time. I mean, it's not a heel turn to eliminate someone. It's what you do after that is what would actually, they hype it. They hype it as every man for himself. It's not a heel turn. the, The point, the point being that he, that he then said to him, it's my yard now, which is a very heelish thing for a guy to say. I will, right, but you I gotta understand. Not... You gotta hold on. You gotta understand that Vince McMahon likes alpha males, so it's not a heel turn in in his eyes. I agree. Go ahead. Yes, if he comes out in a Trump shirt tomorrow night on Raw and shoots Undertaker with a BB gun and then reveals the shirt to actually say on the back, "I'm a heel now," that will be the Roman Reigns heel turn. That'll be the Roman Reigns heel turn. There you Until go. then. Until yeah. then. So watch out for that tomorrow. Maybe it's happening. Who knows. Uh, guys, Jeff, Rob, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Fightful Wrestle Podcast. Everybody, go over to Fightful.com. Uh, we have now two, count them two, brands, the Raw and SmackDown of Fightful. Uh, we have uh, FightfulMMA.com and FightfulWrestling.com. Just in case there's people out there who only want one or the other. Uh, all you wrestling fans out there who don't want an MMA in your life, we got you covered, FightfulWrestling.com. And Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful Wrestle and at Fightful MMA on Twitter. Uh, please, everybody, go there and uh, check all of our stuff out. We have amazing features. Uh, in particular, Anna Bowert's amazing Most Ridiculous that she does every week. She's got a new one up today about uh, the Royal Rumble, all the matches on the card. It was hilarious, as always. Uh, check us out on all the podcasts all week long. So many podcasts, you won't have time to listen to them. And uh, you can follow me. On Twitter, at Pawlowski, the fourth, uh, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E, the numeral four, T-H. Follow Rob, at Shake Them Ropes. Follow Jeff, at Crap Game 13. Until next time, guys, we are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.